Rudy Giuliani. Hello, America. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thanks for checking in with us. We've got lots to talk about today. I mean, so much I'm going to have to uh, somehow edit it. Uh, and stay right here because at the end we're going to have Mayor's uh, final thoughts. And th- today I think you'll find them quite uh, significant because they relate to the future direction of America and our national security. And uh, well, uh, I can't wait for a chat with the mayor, which will come up uh, after the next segment at one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. So let's let's start with um, let's start with a comparison. We have two speeches that we can look at, right? One is Zelensky from the war zone with his life in jeopardy, speaking to the European uh, uh, Parliament, was it? European Parliament or the European Union or one of those European things that never in a million years would have backed him, but now does and walked out on the on Lavrov uh, because, um, well, Zelensky is Churchillian. I mean, this man has created a place in history for himself, no matter what, even if God forbid they kill him. I mean, this is a level of courage you rarely get to see. It's admirable. And when you listen to his people, it comes from the love of freedom. And if it doesn't get to you as an American, I'm not going to say you're not an American, but you wouldn't fit the Lincoln definition, which is where we are bound together by our strong beliefs in freedom and our desire to defend it at all costs. I know we got a lot of people that are scared, you know what, of doing anything like the no fly zone. Give me a break. Give me a break. Come on, you got to take risk in life. And uh, who are the idiots saying that Ukraine is not strategic? Like Czechoslovakia wasn't strategic, huh? Uh-huh. Sudetenland wasn't strategic. <laughs> Poland wasn't strategic. <laughs> that was a guy named Chamberlain. Now, our guy in the White House makes Chamberlain look tough. He makes him look tough. So let's let's. Um, Rather than hearing, hearing from me, let's listen to um, let's listen to a little of Biden and his unbelievably awful State of the Union speech, which I can prove to you is awful. After I play for you a couple of these cuts, that shows that uh, this guy belongs. He, you know, he belongs in a nursing home, and it is beginning to cost us lives that the Democrats fraudulently made him president. So let's go to cut 13. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. So, I mean, uh, now, I heard uh, CNN and all of the crooked uh, media, all of the decrepit, crooked media, you know, talking about his best speech, his greatest speech, is this, is that, is this, is that. I've had enough of this. This is, the, this is the media that called me a Russian spy. This is the media that said that I was lying about the hard drive. This is the media that uh, said that I wasn't telling the truth about the election fraud that I have found. I got four documents for every damn thing I said. I don't lie. 
I'm a lawyer. I back it up with facts. You, you, you give me a fact that I allege, and I'll give you three affidavits from ordinary Americans that back it up. I'm representing them, and I'm the, I got the guts to do it. Now, now I want you to listen to, you don't need to know anything else about what liars these people are. Then, but let's listen to Cut 38. This is a CNN pollster who's going to tell you a couple of facts that nobody else has ever told you about the crooked CNN polls. And then he's going to give you the final verdict, which tells you this is a sinking ship. Cut 38. That 41%, when you compare it to last year's speech uh, that Joe Biden gave to a joint session of Congress, that's about 10 points lower on the very positive uh, scale. 51% last year, you see 41%. Uh, today. In fact, that 41% is the lowest very positive we've seen in about the last 15 years of uh, instant polling after the State of the Union address. Well, now you get that, right? This is a 10% plus Democratic poll. Come on, 10% plus. <laughs> At least we got a little truth out of them. All their polls are fixed and phony. 10% plus? We're in a 50-50 country. You, you do a 10% plus? And then you produce those numbers that never work on Election Day unless you cheat. But in any event, 10 percent plus Democrats, the lowest rating for any president. That's Bush when he was in trouble. That's Trump when people didn't like him. That's that's. uh, um, (laughs) I think that's Clinton during Monica Lewinsky or when he gave one of his two hour speeches in which I think they clapped when he said, in conclusion, I mean, not that Clinton wasn't a great speaker, but there were times in which he could just go on for like two, three hours, sort of like Fidel Castro. And he had a couple of situations where, you know, in the middle of it, he gets applause because he's in conclusion, a big, big round of applause. So, so now let's compare this to a leader. Let's compare this to the president of the Ukraine and uh, how a leader, may I say how a man stands up for the country that he loves. So let's do, um, let's do number 24. Today, we're giving lives for values, for rights, for freedom, for the desire to be equal as much as you are. Nobody is going to enter and intervene with our freedom and country. And believe you me, nobody is going to break us. We're strong. We are Ukrainians. We are fighting for our rights, for our freedoms, for life, for our life. And now we're boring for we're fighting for survival. Let's go to 25 now. I talked to President Biden many times. I am very grateful to him for all the opportunities and the support. But they did not hear me. I told them that Ukraine will fight. We'll fight more than anyone else. But we, just by ourselves, left alone against Russia. We simply cannot manage. Okay, Joe, what are you going to do about it? Huh? What do we have over here in America? We got another Chamberlain? Well, we got we oh oh we we got something we got something like something something left of you something made I, I saw the I saw the 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 ashes on your forehead today. What the hell were they for, Joe? Come on, you're the biggest crook ever in the White House. 
I know that. You know that. You got real problems. I'm not going to get into some of your other views. But you're letting people die, Joe. You killed those people in Afghanistan. You killed them. You killed them because you're either bought out by China, bought out by Russia. You're as stupid as the day I met you. You were stupid enough then to do something like this, or you're demented. But in any event, you're the last person who should have been president of the United States. And you only got there by fraud. I'm not saying election day fraud. I'm saying the fraud of, you know, censoring the hard drive, which should have proven to the American people what the Schweitzer book proves in detail right now that you took $31 million from China, half of which went to you. This would be like putting in a president like, uh, oh, gosh, uh, Roosevelt got $31 million from Hitler. Hmm? That's what we got. So um, you're going to do anything? Well, we'll get to that in the final in the final words. But this speech last night and that rating that you got by CNN, who's up your backside constantly, that's a disaster. Do you know that? That's a disaster. You can lose. Uh, you can lose Republicans. You can lose some independents. And you lost all Republicans. If you lost about three quarters of the independents, and this is my this was my advice to Trump all the time, and my advice to myself: when they start cutting into your base, baby, you're dead meat. You are, you are a burden on your party. But worse than that, you're a man who's getting Americans killed by your inaction, by your cowardice. By turning this country over to left-wingers, some of whom are communists. By sucking up to China. And by our never knowing if you're doing it because you got more money from them than you ever got from the United States. I mean, I don't know if you're doing this because you're bought out or because you're stupid or because you're a communist or because you let communists run the country. or But, I mean, people don't take troops out before civilians and leave them in a country for the terrorists to kill them unless there's something wrong with that person. Right. People don't make big boasts like you're going to do the biggest sanctions in the world against Russia. And now you're buying oil from Russia and gas at millions and millions. You're supporting the killing of the Ukrainians like you and Obama supported the killing of innocent people when you gave cash to Iran. What's wrong with you? Wipe the ashes off, Joe. You're a phony. People that take ashes don't get people killed. Those ashes should be somewhere else on your body. You're a disgrace. And it's beyond, uh, it's beyond uh, uh, anything we can accept any longer. There are war crimes going on in Ukraine. And you're doing less than Germany. You're an embarrassment to our country. You're an embarrassment to any patriotic and American. You're leaving a, 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 a reputation of our country as being cowards. We've never been cowards. We've always taken up the cause of liberty where we could help. We never did the minimum. We could do the maximum without going to war. You know that. Just stop buying their oil. We're willing to take the sacrifice, Joe. By the way, I'm willing to go there. You want to send me there? 
just give me a nice AK-47 and I'll go there. And I'll stand next to Zelensky. Maybe, maybe about 10,000 other people would come with me. You know, we do have Americans that still have courage, Joe. We do have Americans that still believe in American freedom and democracy. We do have Americans, maybe you think are foolish, who really believe we're the great city on the hill, the beacon of freedom for the world, the last great hope of democracy. Not the decrepit nation you've allowed our, your party to paint us in 1619. A disgrace, a disgraceful piece of history by a woman who doesn't know history. The woman says she won't intervene in a child's education because she doesn't know enough about education. And she writes a book on history. Do you think we're fools? Not all of us. And we've had enough of you. And we've had enough of the damage you've done to our country. It is beyond repair, Joe. You should have been in the nursing home two years ago. You know that. And now you're going to go down in history as our worst president. 64% of the American people would trust Trump now more than you. You got it? Just think of it. Russia took a big chunk of Ukraine under Bush. Russia took a big chunk of Ukraine under Obama, Obama. I love Iran. And now it's taken a not just a big chunk. It's killing children in Ukraine under you. And they didn't take a inch of land under Trump. You get the message. You get it. You're a lousy president. You're a disgraceful president. And you are getting people killed. Unacceptable. Wipe off the ashes. Stop being a damn hypocrite and get the hell out of the White House. Yeah. I, I can't stand looking at my president as somebody who gets people killed. And knowing what I know about how you've been a crook for 30 years and the millions and millions your crime family took, it makes me sick. You make me sick. I don't want you to make my country sick. Get out. You've done so much damage to this country. People should be crying. We'll be back in a short while, and we'll cover a couple more things. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. And uh, so I'm going to take a point of personal privilege now because I was involved in this myself yesterday. And I would say completely outraged. I was, uh, uh, I was completely outraged. I, I refer you to the article in The Times written by Carl Campanile and Bernadette Hogan, to whom I did not speak, by the way. Andrew Giuliani gives fiery speech at New York's GOP convention. It says Long Island's representative Lee Zeldin was the hands-on choice for the nomination. But gubernatorial hopeful Andrew Giuliani stole the show at the state Republican convention, delivering a fiery speech and showing the moxie that has made his father, Rudy Giuliani, the two-term mayor of New York City. Thank you, Tom. Giuliani, uh, 36, who served in the White House, was the only candidate. I'm going to emphasize this now to all of you who admire President Trump. The only candidate to publicly stand by the former president at the state convention or even mention his name. Plus, you know, a week ago they had a big fundraiser with Pence, with Zeldin and the party. And every time Andrew mentioned, and Andrew, you know, Andrew has a little of dad in him. When Andrew saw that, he mentioned Trump uh, three more times. I mean, it wasn't like, I'm going to mention Trump and get out of this. 
No, no. Andrew's got what we call guts. That's why he'd be a good governor. See, now, now Astorino came pretty close. Rob Astorino came pretty close. I like what he did. He, he looked at all the parts who selected Zeldin like eight months ago in a backfill room. And he said, you know, all you guys played ball with Cuomo. You guys who selected Zeldin. And you, Zeldin, you know, said that Cuomo would make a great president. So I didn't expect you to select me. You know, you're going to make an inside choice with the same kind of Republican we've always had that enabled Democrat corruption. When when Astorino was calling out Cuomo for corruption, when we could have stopped a lot of things, like he's killing all those old people, these people were doing business with him. These are the 400 people that selected the candidate and would not allow an open primary. And I wish Andrew weren't my son for one purpose. So that I could, uh, uh, so I could get you to believe me <laughs> that, that I'd be making this appeal if he wasn't. Gonna tell you why. He's the only one with the guts to stand up for what he believes in. They were all over Trump a year ago, sucking around him. The guy that got the party chairmanship got it from Trump. And now they turn their back on him. Now, look, that's politics as usual. That's what makes people hate politicians. That's why you don't want them as personal friends because they're slimy and they're not loyal. But you know the ones that make a difference, damn it, are the ones who are loyal. Reagan changed America because he had guts. Trump changed America because he had guts. And I changed New York because I wasn't a slimy politician. Andrew Giuliani is not a slimy politician, and he proved it yesterday. I am so proud of him. It wasn't easy to do that. These people didn't applaud very much when he mentioned Donald Trump. It was pathetic. Every single one of them was at the convention just a year and a half ago, sucking up to Donald Trump. Wherever the money is, that's where they go. The 400 people selected for 3 million Republicans. Now, 3 million Republicans have got to tell the 400 Republicans who want to be the bosses where the hell to go. Do you know that the outsider usually wins the primary? That's how I won the first time. They spent $17 million to my one to stop me, and I beat them 70-30. They tried to stop Curtis, and he beat them 70-30. to That's because people don't like dictators. That's why we're running against the Democrats. How do we run against them and we have a party that dictates? And we got a party that wants to turn on a president who was a great president, you know what that indicates? That indicates no leadership. If, I were, if, this, if they did that to me, if I was going to be the nominee and the party did that, wouldn't have an open primary, I would tell the party, I am the leader, not you. We're going to have an open primary. Because if I'm afraid to run against Astorino and Giuliani and Wilson, how the hell am I going to run this state? And who's going to believe I can run this state? I got to hide behind you, a bunch of guys who play ball in Albany all the time. Half of you were freaking lobbyists. I'm going to let you run me? I don't let anybody run me when I was mayor. Did you ever hear me do a press conference and I said, they told me who to call on? Or they told me to stop? That's what we got in Washington. We want that in Albany? Oh, the party told me not to mention Trump. So Zeldin doesn't mention Trump. Do you need to know any more? you got a big job ahead of you in New York. You need to know any more? Well, you're going to find out a lot more.
But I am, as you can see, angry. I'm angry for my party. We're trying to make this an inclusive party. We're trying to make it a new party. And these guys are borrowing Tammany Hall tactics and not having an open primary and bringing all the Republicans in. And then, man, fair and square, everybody on the same page, let's see who they really want. Let the people choose. That's when we win. That's when we beat Democrats, when the people choose. So this is a plea that we go in the direction of the rest of the party and also that we do not demean our former president who took an awful lot of shots for us. And remember, Putin didn't take an inch under Trump. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Back again. This is Rudy Giuliani. And and to top that off, uh, let me play a little excerpt from uh, candidate for uh, Republican candidate for governor of New York, Andrew Giuliani, uh, displaying the courage that the rest of the convention lacked and uh, the kind of the kind of courage that you need in a governor that can turn around one of the most failing states in the country. I had to sit through Kathy Hochul's state of the state speech on January, whenever the heck it was, I lost brain cells, so I forget the date. Unfortunately, she mentioned crime in the 17th minute of her speech. She never once mentioned cashless bail or bail reform. It will be the number one job of the governor of the state of New York on day one to repeal bail reform and make sure we end the war on cops. So here's why that's important. He'll actually do that. Remember he said day one. What day are we into with our law and order mayor? I don't know. Seems like a, a seems like a lot of days. Uh, did you notice that uh, crime on the subway is up 200 percent under the, our law and order mayor? Uh, did you see all the crime stories just yesterday? Hmm? Mom of teen shot outside New York City school decries crime surge as dem- as dramatic footage unveiled. Chinatown. Wants answers to the 163% increase in crime against Asians under our law and order mayor. We were doing better under de Blasio. Now, here's the part that, 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 that sticks with me and why I'm making this point. You can't believe these people. How are you going to believe people that got up there yesterday, wouldn't mention Trump, who was sucking all around him a year and a half ago? And they're told by the chairman, don't mention it. Chairman told me that. I'd say, go to hell. I'm running the damn state, not you. I'm not a bunch of freaking lobbyists. Okay, I got to get your support. That doesn't mean you control me. That doesn't, I, I, and I don't care about good politics. Think that was good politics not to mention Trump. You can run like the guy in Virginia. Well, he had a lot of other things going for him, like the stupid remark that his opponent made that parents shouldn't be. Who knows how much Trump really helped him? But I don't care about politics. I care about government. If I got got, have to get elected under good politics and do what they did and sell my soul, I'm not going to be a good governor. I've actually told people that when I was running for mayor. They wanted me to make deals, and I said, no. They said, well, you need to do it to be mayor. I said, I'd rather not be mayor. I don't mayor and succeed. I want to have a, I want, I want to change this damn city. I don't want to be the, 
Like the other ones, you put your tuxedo on every night and go to a ball. Or you're important or you feel important. I feel important enough without being mayor. And I'd feel like a jerk if I was a lousy mayor. I'm going to tell you, there are some people like that. Greitens in, in Missouri. That's why I'm going way out for Greitens in Missouri. The guy's got guts. He already proved that when he was governor, he does what he says, and he doesn't care if they criticize him. He doesn't care what the party chairman says. Party chairman don't mean anything. The governor means something. So what we got here with, with, with Adams is, remember that we're going to do plain clothes. We're going to put back, he should have said, but he doesn't have the guts to say this, Giuliani's anti-crime unit. I started it. Oh, but I'm a racist. He's called me a racist. I'm a racist, and I save more black lives than any mayor in New York City. So far, his term in office, black people are dying more than under de Blasio. They're certainly being victims of crime more. Yeah, he's doing nothing about black crime. He's doing nothing about crime, except it's getting worse. Because he's got all these fancy programs, but he... He hasn't even started. He just started the subway program, and the introduction is 163% increase. Hey, there's something wrong with your program. You know what it's called? The program is bull. And so is the plain clothes thing. You see, when I started an anti-crime unit, here's the trick, the key to it. They're in plain clothes. People don't know they're cops. So they go ahead and commit the crime. So you see it and you stop it like on, that's how we fixed up Broadway. You want, you want an instruction on good law enforcement? Come and see me, Adams. You see, you could justify it. There's no mayor alive that's reduced crime more than I have. And I remember it. And I did it in, in about 10 other countries, including Ukraine, including the city of Kharkiv, which I know like the back of my hand. Somewhat Kiev, but Kharkiv, and I am so proud of them. See, they got, they got attacked by the Russians once before, and they were Russians. They are Russians, but they're not Putin's. <laughs> this is not about Russia. I swear to God, the Russians have, Russians have as many good people as everybody has. They don't want to be doing this. And that's why, you know, the, there's got to be an appeal right to the Russian people as well. They don't want this. They don't want to be killing children. Half these people in Ukraine are their relatives. You know, I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a thousand-year-old feud. Some of it has to do with where did Christianity start? Where did St. Vladimir really establish the Kiev Rus empire? Kiev or Rus? Can we get over it? We'll save a lot of lives. But you see, you know what, what stops us from getting over it? we got a maniac there like Hitler. That's why, that's why we have to think very, very hard about this non-intervention thing. Are we starting a Sudetenland, Czechoslovakia? And remember, it isn't just Russia. Russia wouldn't have the ability to do all that. Where's China in this? How much of this is a stalking horse for China to go after Taiwan? If our intelligence tells us it is, then everybody who says this is not strategically important is wrong. Wrong. 
So let's go to let's go to uh, Brian. Brian is all the way out in Colorado. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. How are you, Brian? Thank you so much for uh, everything you've done and for taking my call. And uh, I just wanted to uh, quickly uh, highlight what many others have discussed today. On Wilbert's comments uh, last night during the State of the Union. But uh, from the uh, standpoint of a former elected official uh, who was uh, uh, subjected to um, for opposing uh, corruption in uh, North Carolina. I was uh, thrown in jail, uh, beaten, and left with uh, permanent neurological damage, and there were a lot of other consequences. I'm sorry, but could you get to the point, sir, Brian? What's the the point? Okay, well, uh, um, in return for... uh, losing uh, everything. I was very uh, disappointed, and I don't know what the solution is to get the Department of Justice, which claims that jurisdiction over local official and local uh, public corruption, as well as local law enforcement, to ensure that the laws of the country are being abided by, and that is clearly not happening. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not... I mean, I agree with you. I think the Justice Department has lost its way, and I think the Justice Department has been politicized, and I think they have weaponized uh, politics. And I think this attorney general is a disgrace, but I can't really opine on your case. If you'd like to write me a letter about it, I can read it because unlike our president, I read, and uh, I can see whether you got a good case or a bad case. You know, you can't just tell – from a conversation, I, please don't be insulted, but, I, you know, I've been in this long enough to know. I don't know if you're an innocent man who's been horribly treated by what is, in fact, a Justice Department that is corrupt as hell. Or, hey, they do catch some people that aren't uh, uh, innocent. <laughs> uh, so let's go to let's go to um, let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. The mayor. So Biden's going after the oligarchs and the mobs' ill-begotten gains and wealth. What about Biden's and Clinton's ill-begotten gains? Biden says he'll defend every inch of Ukraine, but Biden doesn't defend any inch of America. Putin unleashed violence in Ukraine. Biden unleashed violence, heroin, fentanyl, and crime all over America. Biden will attack Russia's economy as Biden weakens our economy. It's unbelievable. And meanwhile, Putin's war in Ukraine will strengthen the communist operations in America because it creates the illusion that the communists and their movements in America are not connected to the communists because they're denouncing Putin. It's unbelievable. When the Communist Party, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and Soros, when they vote, they vote Democrat Party. Yeah, and notice notice, uh, uh, notice that AOC is against doing anything for Ukraine. Well, the, de- the Democratic Socialists of America have direct connections to the Communist Party and to <coughs> Russia. It's in their newspaper. They're republishing old Soviet books. They're republishing communist books. And the headquarters of these two operations working together is Moscow 
and New York City, the Communist Party. Now, how is, how is Soros in this? Soros is an enemy agent. He's working to destroy America. He's, implement, he's part of the communist movement. Now, Soros is trying to do operations in Russia and Putin stopping it. These communist operations are meant to hurt America, not, not Russia. So the drugs, the 60 genders, Putin doesn't want that destroying his country. So people, conservatives in America, some of them think Putin is a good guy. He's a nationalist. He's a Christian because he kissed the crucifix. Oh, come on. He's a, he's a Christian like Biden's a Christian. He, uh, Biden's a Christian crook. <laughs> You know, and if they did, if they went after the oligarchs in Ukraine, he'd come up with Biden in two minutes. Yeah, he probably that, took that, more that, money from them than any American. And by the way, you got about ten others that fall right in line. Go, uh, people should go read Schweiker's book. He's got four of them cold, and I know there are six more. I mean, take it or leave it. You can believe me or not. They told you that the hard drive was false. I turned out to be right, huh? So you can trust me. If you open up Ukraine and you stop the damn censorship that started with oh, Biden, uh, the case wasn't real. And da, da, da. Now it's quite obvious that he fixed the case in Ukraine. Biden did. If you open this up, you're going you're gonna to find out that from 2014, 2012, 2014 on, Ukraine was a cash cow for Democrats with a couple of Republicans. A lot of it watched their kids and, and, and husbands. Because that's the old Chinese, and Schweiker makes this point. America, the Democrats in America borrowed the Chinese method of, of, of um, corruption. They even have the Chinese name, which I'll get for you tomorrow. Uh, you give to the son or in-law or brother, not to the wife, because the wife has to be disclosed on the financial disclosure form, but not the kids. Now, how do you, how do you close that up as a crime? When you get somebody like Hunter Biden who loses his hard drive and says on the hard drive that half the money's going to the old man. So now the old man's dead under normal law enforcement principles that used to exist in a fair country like America. But in a country that has a double standard, Biden has gotten away with well over $40, $50 million in crimes. That's why he shouldn't be president. has nothing to do just with the cheating on the election. They cheated because they got the crooked press to cover it up. Everything I told you is documented. It's all absolutely 100% true. There's a guy in Ukraine named uh, Mykolo Zloshevsky, who is a pro-Russian Ukrainian oligarch. Like, the worst kind. I mean, the... Some of the Ukrainian Ukrainian oligarchs are crooks, too. Don't get me wrong. But pro-Russian one, we'd be a little more worried about. He's the one who paid off the Bidens. He was Hunter's employer. What the hell is Hunter Biden doing working for a pro-Russian, crooked, organized crime, Ukrainian whose business is going to be taken away from him by the government unless... The point man for Ukraine, Joe Biden, steps in and saves him, which he does, and that's worth 14 mil. Oh, by the way, you know what the president got in that deal? The president of Ukraine, 100 million. Now, I'm going to say something nice about the president of Ukraine, the former one, Poroshenko. He's not Zelensky because Zelensky's got a much purer record, but he was out on the street four days ago. 
with an AK-47, with 300 men, and he's ready to die. So people are complicated. He can be a crook one way, and he can be a hero another way. Our hero in the White House, I mean, he's hanging out in Delaware. He's far away from any danger. This is a disgrace for this country. It's a disgrace for a great, great country with a history of being the great defender of freedom. And now that it's moved into war crimes and crimes against children and hospitals and women, and it threatens to be worse, it changes the dynamic of we get involved in too many wars or we get it. And this is of strategic importance to the United States because it could be, and nobody can tell me any different, because you just don't know, and our intelligence is for you know what. This could be the first step. Or the second or third, really, in the movement to try to change the balance of power in this world that pushes the U.S. out as the leader of the world. And if anybody else leads this world that's thinking about it, we're going to live in a world of of enslavement. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts in a few moments. Mayor's final thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, and this is the uh, Tunnels and Towers sponsored Mayor's Final Thoughts. Donate $11 a month to Tunnels and Towers at T2T.org. Now, I have a lot of callers with some very excellent subjects they want to cover, and I feel bad that we can't get to them. I'm going to make them an offer. If you call back tomorrow, I'll find a way to get to you. But I I really do want to spend about three minutes at least on these final thoughts because... I think it does relate very broadly to the national interests of our country. Now, it's fighting a losing fight, I think, to talk about intervention because uh, Putin has changed the game to war crimes of the worst kind. So I think you analyze this differently now than you do when he first entered. And you can say, well, America's been involved in too many wars and too many of this. America can't sit back and watch a country that is of strategic importance to us, no matter what they say. It's been of strategic importance in Europe for for generations and years. And it's of strategic importance because it's part of a pattern of of communist and dictatorial countries taking taking land and spreading and wanting to displace us as the most important influence in the world. And we and, and we and we have to we have to reinforce people who put their lives at risk for freedom if we really want a world of freedom. Now, this is more important than trying to remake a society which we may not be able to do. These people have done it on their own. They've remade a society. And they're putting their lives at risk. And they're turning the Europe around. They're getting respect from those cowards in Europe. Maybe they'll give them a little guts. But with Biden, we're not putting troops in. We're not putting troops in. We're going to put troops in. We're going to put troops in. But he doesn't have to put troops in. Here, Biden, I gave you in my podcast, go to rudyscommonsense.com, and you'll get it. I gave him a 10-point program that he could do short of intervention that would knock the hell out of Russia. Stop buying Russian oil. No matter how much it costs us, Joe, we're ready to sacrifice. You may not be, but the American people are because the American people love freedom And if we can preserve it for the Ukrainians, we're going to preserve it maybe for us. 
reopen the Keystone Pipeline. Let's be energy independent again so we don't need Russia. We don't need China. We don't need Saudi Arabia. We got the USA. Cancel Nord Stream. Germany's ready to do it. Make the sanctions airtight, not the bull crap that you got now. You know <laughs> you're not doing anything. Expel them from SWIFT. So it takes them four or five days to do a transaction and do no business with China. That means stop giving them all that oil money every day, all that gas money every day, and get Europe to do it, and you'll break them. Designate Russia, under our law, terrorists. Prosecute Putin as a war criminal at The Hague right now. Bring the case. Get your corrupt Justice Department to do something right for once. Get that lousy AG to do something right for once. Move in the United Nations to have them suspended until they leave Ukraine. Let them veto it. You see how they walked out? Zelensky showed them leadership. You show them a sniveling little coward. And they walked out for Zelensky. Have Zelensky join you in asking. At least he can speak. Re-educate people on the criticality of Ukraine. Just why it's important to us. Get somebody else to do it because you're too damn inarticulate to explain it. Require all members of NATO, like Trump used to do, to up their commitment by 50% in the next two months, including us. And then increase our military budget over the next five years by 50%. Show them we're going to spend them into oblivion like Reagan did. That's, that's important for China. And do everything you can that I haven't thought of, everything you can that I haven't thought of, to crush Russia. No. Crush Putin. Tell Russia, you get rid of that guy, we're going to have a great relationship. I mean, Russia's turning on him. Joe, you're always the dumbest guy in the class. Always. Grow some brains. Maybe a conscience. Maybe those ashes will help. But that's what you got to do. You can do it. I am praying on Ash Wednesday, the people of Ukraine. God bless America. <laughs>